Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Space Nun. One Space Captain. One Fortnightly Discussion of Comics and Nerd Culture. I'm your host, Robbie Norman, Literature Geek and Writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Eric Z. Goodnight. I almost called myself Eric Z. Artist. Fuck. Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You hope for news reviews slightly anti much more. That was terrible. We're doing a bad what, what job. Wrong with us? We hit yeah. 215, now we're just kind of coasting, I think. It's <laughs> sort of senior slide. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like season 10 Simpsons. We're just like, eh, whatever. Yep. We, we got another 20 seasons of this to go through. Let me uh, disembowel you. When did that happen? With what, what happened? episode was that? Which when one? Homer got, like, literally his intestines came out. Oh, is that, you mean with the, the badger? I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember. I, I, I listened to the Simpsons show, and now that I briefly am going to keep uh, Disney Plus, I sometimes I go and watch these episodes, but mostly I just incredulously listen to you as they describe things like, you know, like the, the missionary thing and the killing the alligator and becoming rednecks and then like, like Homer's guts falling out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I don't know. It's um, I can't believe it's real. Just like this podcast, can't believe it's real. I mean, this I I hope it's real. Otherwise, I'm sitting alone in a room. I mean, you alone are alone. No reason. You are alone in a room. I mean, it's true. I'm not there. Hey, handsomeites. Satellite. We are discussing Invisible Kingdom Volume One later on in our book club and space. Sp- get D two a nunnery. Yeah. Some. Old Billy Shakespeare for you. Old Billy. Billy. Uh, before we do that, though, before we talk about <laughs> Space Nuns, uh, we got comic books that came out this past couple weeks to talk about, Eric. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's time for our first segment. It's time for Floppy Sword Eileen. Floppy Sword Eileen is where Eric and I will read a, a wait, review. <laughs> A selection of the past couple of weeks books tell you buy or do not buy them there's a mush meter from ghost one to five for feeling mushy our first book of the week is john constantine hellblazer number one written by simon spurrier art aaron campbell color shorty belair letters aditya bidikar um edited chris conroy we we've we've i i think we could there's like a lot of different things we could track our uh track the progress of our podcast by eric it's the number of it's co- the atomic clock. Atomic clock is number of Constantines. Uh, handsome boys, yes. Uh, this is like four, I think. Boots of, of Constantine and also uh, I don't know Teen Titans. Yeah, probably. We this I believe is our fourth Constantine book in six years, seven years, six years, six years, five years, six years. I think it's six years ish. Somewhere between one and a million. One in a million. Um. This is uh, this is the <laughs> Sandman presents Sandman Universe DC Black Label. So we got official, you know, mature John Constantine Hellblazer. 
No need to, you know, pull back on the fucks. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Never mind the bollocks. Here's John Constantine. What, is this a con- I think we like the last Constantine. Yeah, I think most of them have honestly been pretty good. So what do you think about this Constantine? Good, but kind of in a very blandish kind of way. I don't, I don't know. It reminds me a lot of um, all his engines, and maybe that's the point. Yeah, I think I understand what you mean, because I agree with you. In that it is, I, I mean, I'm hit. I'm very hit and miss on Cyspereer. Um, I I think I largely like this. It's not. I, I think it is. It really it executes pretty competently on what you know what you expect from a Constantine book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it it's Constantine being an asshole and fighting some weird kind of supernatural monster in kind of a crime, kind of crime noirish setting uh a lot of grime yeah grimy gross even uh there's a little bit of like what were you saying i said greasy grimy gopher guts that's true there's a there's a interjection there's a little bit of i i a little bit of social commentary in here Mm -hmm. uh, but not a lot I, I think that's what I I think when you're talking about like it's kind of like good but just like kind of like blandly good is like it just doesn't seem to have like a really strong perspective. Yeah. Um do you like the art? I do. Um it it suits that I mean it it's right on there when you talk about like it's right there in the zone with Sandman and immediately it does make me think of always engines. It it is it, it it really feels like it's trying to recreate that. I didn't particularly see it at first, but going back over it, I'm like, okay. Famously, the it's the it, it's the Constantine story that people try and put over, including Mister Neil Gaiman. I th- think I'm a buy. I I think I I, I enjoy I enjoy it. Yeah, you I know th- it's good. I think I'm a buy. I think I would. If you are a fan of, like you said, all his engines, of all his engines, all of older, the older Hellblazer series, the the original stuff, not the kind of slightly uh, safer mainstream DC Constantine that we've seen a lot of. This is them going, eh, whatever. Go back to your filth, John. You be disgusting again. I think this is a return of that. I I I think it's enough for me to say bye. Yeah, no, I think it's good. The, the thing, Constantine, he's like, he's just one of those characters that, like, I just kind of would, I'd like a big fat book of just random ass stories. I don't know that I want anything bigger than, like, a story that goes over a trade, you know? But this is, this is good. I don't think it needs to be that complicated, but it's, it's right there in that zone. Uh, double bot, John Constantine, Hellblazer number one. Next up is Basketful of Heads. Number two. <laughs> We're a basketful of no just basketful of heads. Written by Joe Hill, illustrated by Leo Max, color Dave Stewart, letter Darren Bennett. Uh I, I really like the first issue. <laughs> and the second issue still is very pretty, but I don't think I needed all this this is not a lot of stuff happens in one issue. It's just a showdown with a killer guy. And, you know, his head gets lopped off. And there's a couple times where, like, 
they jump in like the in this long kind of duel but and there's like we we cut to between panels and suddenly they're in way different places and i don't know how they got there i mean i assume they ran but there's like on page page 10 we see the the girl with the axe and the killer she twists her ankle and falls into onto the ground i guess which is covered in water and then we get a couple pages of the bridge and power getting taken out by rogue wave and then suddenly she's back on her feet and outside running a, a, a distance away from the killer H- how I, I thought i'd like i thought i'd like had a blackout or something like suddenly we just jump in within three pages and she's running away now she, she twisted her ankle they make a it's a point to there's a small inset panel that shows her twisting her ankle why if it doesn't matter she just chops up this guy anyway why do we have this long drawn out scenes where like she's scared of him if he's just gonna get his head lopped off eric help i can't i can't help you understand comics all right so i'm gonna confess something okay i read all the other books and forgot this one but this one is so decompressed i literally read all of it while you were talking so that is how decompressed this comic is but that um i mean that's my point like no i i this is this is me giving you evidence in your favor. The first issue, um, what happened? That first issue was so had so much, it's so much character and interest about the town. I and I, I, I kind of like I'm looking at it, and I don't not enjoy this though. It's just I just read it in an instant though. That's that's the problem. This is this is two minutes of a Friday the Thirteenth movie. I know, um, and that is my only real beef with it because it looks gorgeous and i have an awesome time reading it i i don't know it's very pretty the art is still gorgeous no doubt i don't know why we have two whole pages dedicated to showing the power go out why i don't think you really need to overanalyze the the use of every second i know i'm just it's or- just I, it is is very fluffy compared to a lot of things. I would prefer if they could cover as much character and plot as an issue one, but I think at this point it's just supposed to it's supposed to be faster. And I think that I don't know. It's it's a different pacing. It's a different feel. I still I like this. Are you a buy? Yeah, I I, I still love this. I am. Um, this is what this is what this has done to me, Eric. Mm-hmm. I am. I still think this series is probably going to be good. Joe Hill is still a good writer. The art is still gorgeous, but I'm just going to read a trade. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm off the. Hey, I need to read every issue of this. I think that's. If the storytelling is going to be like this, I mean, I think I agree with you. But I mean, really, what what story written for trade is not improved by being read in fucking trade? I. I mean, theoretically, you you don't you write you don't write for trade. You write for to make the issues you know climactic and efficient, but and dense. This this has this has those beginning and end points. You know, it's just <laughs> it, like it does. That's the like that. Th- this is still a a chapter of a longer story. 
you know, and it reads better looked at that way. I think I'm a mushy buy in that case. I think that is probably fair. Three. I'm still I'm still excited about this book and two issues. I don't think I need to read all of them. I am excited to see this come to trade because I want to read that. Uh, that's a double buy basketball heads. Number two, Wish Reader 1.5. Next up is Philadelphia. Number one, story Rodney Barnes, art Jason Sean Alexander, color Louise Snit, uh, lettering Marshall Dillon, logo and graphic design Brent Ash. I believe I saw a blurb on Twitter about this from Mr. Jordan Peele. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of Black Monday Murders. Let's see that feel. Except a l- more conf- confusing storytelling. Yeah, it's hard to follow. Part it, of it, I think, is the, the artist, but it's just, I don't know. It's It's hard to dig characters and faces out of something that's so chaotic and there's a lot there's a lot going on here and it's i a cinematic sort of feel to it yeah and i i at the end of the day i still know what happens you know mm-hmm. it's more about it's just a struggle you know it's 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 difficult to read i think some of it is that you work. yeah the choice of the again the choice of the 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 journal uh typeface sure. Script fonts are no good. Just no good in this circumstance. It's bad. I don't like it. No, I never like it. There's literally I didn't like it in Sandman. I don't like it. I don't like it in this. I don't there's literally nothing where I go, oh, it's like we're really reading their journal and it's hard to read. I don't It's like it was written by a person that couldn't write. I'm like, I, guys, you don't have to you I'll suspend my disbelief enough to believe that I can read the journal. <laughs> it's, I, I, uh, it's, it's, I, I think that's like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to complain about that whenever I see it in the comic book. I think my larger complaint is really just like, it jumps back and forth so many times between the son character who is our protagonist, I'm assuming. And yet we, we spend a lot of time back and forth with him following what happened to his father and I, some of it I can appreciate because I think does it add it adds a little bit of depth to what he's doing. But I prefer would get to know him first, maybe, and then go to the father. I don't know. I, I'm just we're like we're following this greater weird mystery, but it's but it's like yellow fever, but it's also vampire. Like I don't. There's I'm, there's kind of too much going on here for me to untangle the knot and really. I, I don't know. I don't have a clear through line of what I think would make it cleaner. It's it's hard to tell what it's doing. I think it is an interesting enough uh, mystery story, and the art looks really cool. What what was uh, Infidel? Yeah, yeah. It, That's it, it definitely Infidel. reminds me of Infidel too. Yeah. I, I'll, oh, I was gonna say, what's that porn sack book? Don't really need to make jokes about about porn sack's name. It is a it is a very bizarre name to me, though. Are you a buy? Um, I think there's enough good in this. Like, I think there's a lot of good. I think it is a a solid book, despite some 
messiness. Like I think I'd, I think I would forgive a book that stumbles a little bit. Like I think ultimately this is very ambitious and I think it could, it would be improved by simplifying a little bit, but it still was very ambitious and is doing a lot of very good things. And I think it's really wild and interesting. So I, I think I'm on board for it. I think I'm very slightly mushy. I, yeah, I think that's not a bad split. I'm like a mush meter of one. I agree with you. I think that shows it. I, again, I, I would, if a comic book is going to air on one side or the other, obviously trying to do too much, I'd prefer that versus doing too little. We, uh, we've honestly, we've honestly criticized it the other way. I think that it's better to do too little. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not like in like making people like watching people walk around and like do whatever, you know, like just be full fluff, but not like put 30,000 story beats in one issue. I honestly think telling a, a, a very good core story very simply is better. I, I like stories in with this story shape. I like what this could, I, I like the potential of this. I'm interested to see what, it turns into, I yeah. uh, you know I'm not I don't know what I, and I it kind of is like I don't really know what it's going to necessarily be. Is it just going to be like fighting vampires in Philadelphia, or is it going to turn into? Is it? I don't know. We'll see. Um, that's, I'm a mush, I'm a one. I'm a mushmeter yeah. one. It's it's something. I'm just I'm a I'm a I'm a zero. Zero I'm here for it. That's double by mushmeter point five. Next up in our run of X Men books. The Gauntlet of X-Men. Uh, the X-Men Gauntlet is versus Excalibur number two, written by Tini Howard, Art Marcus Toe, colors Eric Arcianega, letters Corey Pettit, design Tom Muller. I still think this is a little messy compared to the other books. Like it kinda... I, I, I see it more in this one, this issue, than yeah. I did that first issue. It's picking up all kinds of plot points and shit that doesn't matter. And like... It would be it would make sense if it's like, okay, now we're following Jubilee. Now we're following Gambit. But it's just like it's just like every page, like one panel is this and the other one's that. And it's all over. It's just I I still think I'm struggling to find a little bit of a through line here, but it's getting to good places and it looks great. Like there's a lot of good here. I think she's doing. She's doing good. I just think it could stand to be cleaner. It's a little bit. I it's. Just, I would say it has some a little bit. It's the same criticisms I would say about the Philadelphia issue, where there's just one or two too many threads that we're trying to mm -hmm. follow at the same time, uh, without explaining really what's happening prior, and so it's just a lot of mysteries and questions, which I'm always kind of like, so many of them, and I'm. This is the magic book, and I'm still. I think I'm still finding my little sea legs about apocalypse being a magician now. <laughs> uh, not that I don't like it. It's just you know, still getting used to this weird new status quo. I think Jubilee's baby is a dragon now. I mean, that's like that song, "Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Dragons." I think that is what that song says. Yeah. Uh, I'm still, I, I think it's just, you know, we're getting 
all these storylines for the entire cast is kind of there. I still don't know what why Rogue is a sleeping beauty, um, but because it's it's, magic. it's interesting, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm it's, it's cute. It is. It is. She's also nude. She has poison ivy clothes on. She has. Yeah. She has booby flowers. She has plants matter. Plant matter covering her. Yeah, plant matter. That's what they call it. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, strategically placed plant matter. It knew where to grow. Yes. Yeah, booby flowers. Um, I don't know. I I think I'm still, despite you, like you said, it is very pretty. Mm-hmm. Looks really really good. Um, it's it's mostly good. Mm-hmm. And any of my reservations are not so severe that I wouldn't enthusiastically recommend it to people. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, this, you know, this has some problems, but like it's an awesome X-Men story in, in a, a whole group of pretty awesome X-Men stories. Right. Um, I'm a buy as well. I think my critiques are again, I think ultimately they're overwhelmed by a comic book that is mostly good and has a gambit that I don't mind, <laughs> which is quite an achievement. I will, I will say generally it's pretty hard for me to like a gambit in any comic book and this one's all right uh it's a double by excalibur number two next up is marauders number two written by jerry duggan art mateo lollet lolly sorry colors federico blee letters Corey pettit design again tom muller the official coronation of emma is the red queen you mean kidding kid what did i say emma okay yes kitty she already, she already had a name yes kitty um my first question for you, Eric, is how much do you like Bat Bat Rock the Leaper, and why is it all of it? <laughs> no, that's the second question. My first okay. question is, yay or nay on Kitty's knuckle tats? That, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Another guy gets his fucking face tattooed. I guess having disposable bodies, you just don't give a fuck anymore. I mean... This pyro is a complete moron, so I'm totally cool with him getting just a big, dumb facial tattoo. A face... A, f- a face tattoo's pretty strong. Face tattoo is uh, I, something I can't... Look. It's a bold declaration. It man. is. Honestly, finger tattoos are about 75% of the way there. I want to say 75, I would say 45, but I, I don't... Like, I, the, when you I, have to have it. It is one of the hardest places to tattoo. They almost always fuck up unless the person doing it is a fucking, like, amazing tattoo artist. It is not a thing people should casually get. No, I don't. I, my, it's, the, I think this book is so good. I really, I like the the Emma Kitty, the, the, the weird political stuff going on in this book, which is not something I necessarily correlate with Jerry Duggan. I don't think of him as a, hey, we're going to write, like, machinations of power kind of stories um i my main critique is there's no way there's nothing you could tell me that would make me believe kitty pride is getting knuckle tats i don't mm-hmm. nothing you can say to me there's no i'm all right with this new badass pirate kitty who just like effortlessly like beats the hell out of people totally fine with that kisses people out of the blue sure fine handsome tattoo artists cool knuckle tits mm, i don't think so just not 
not my kitty. It's uh, what 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 is what happened to her? Has that been established? I don't. This is this is some real like coming back from rock bottom shit. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm. I have not been reading all the X Men comics over the past few years. So I know she died and came back to life. Uh, I feel like if it was really that important, it would have been established in yeah, these they millions, of, a million X Men books that we've read. Yes, exactly. It feels just like her very much embodying like a more determined, proactive. So I wonder why she didn't get YOLO tattooed on her fingers. Like at least what they chose for the tattoos is hold fast, which isn't bad, but on your knuckles, eh. it's not really. I don't know, man. I'm it's a weird, weird look for her. It is. I'm. I'm. Aside from that, I am on board with this can book. Face through her tattoos. I pr- probably they probably will do that when they want her to stop having. <laughs> she'll just like the ink she'll just phase away from the ink um i'm still buying this book i, I we haven't talked about the art i think the art looks very good it um, does look good and the the they realized that uh that storm, storm is, is a black lady again storm is a black lady yeah that that's they're probably going to pay a little bit closer attention to that from now on oh which is good uh i'm a soul buy I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna probably stand I'm gonna hold fast to my opinion that Kitty Pryde would not get knuck, knuckles I'm gonna not get some tattoos on her knucks but other than that I am a buy I'm gonna I'm gonna get butt punch tattooed on my knuckles <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> oh no it's just we here's 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 my my uh this is uh not related to this comic book character but my criteria for a comedy tattoo mm. is that every time i look at it i would have to laugh literally every time so if you i mean i'm not you but i know that just the thought of you looking at your hands says say butt bunch on them <laughs> It would be an abbreviation of punch, yeah, though. Right. NCH. You just have to use uh, your not your thumb. You, you know, I gotta. You could, you could do that. Some some things are sacred. You can't do that. <laughs> no. Uh, are you just straight up a buy on this? I, th- I think so. Um, I'm not super in love with this, but it is good, and I am intrigued. And I mean, there's kind of a cheerleader effect with these um, X Men books going on, and that I'm enjoying the group of them as a whole and i can look past any of their flaws and just enjoy it so yeah i think it's good it's worth reading double by marauders number two next up is new mutants number two bunch of number twos written by ed brisson and jonathan hickman art rod reese letters travis lanham design tom miller again i think i opened up the wrong comic book i did yeah this one says what's up felons what did you open Number one instead of number two. Uh, that'll do it. Um, but it's all the same credits. What do you think, Eric? Do you like number two? I think we, we uh, like we like number one. I did like number one. We get the return of... Uh, of I, uh, don't, I don't know why I'm flat on this one. I just kind of am. It's not bad, but it's not... It's not really warming my heart. It, it, it feels just sort of like the... Us walking through a bunch of foregone conclusions. <laughs> You know, with 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 banter, there's a lot of I I would say it's I enjoy the banter. I don't I don't not enjoy it. It is 
they're in these characters' heads well, uh, pretty well. Pretty well, excuse me. I don't know. There's there's good here, but I think of this is the one that I want to root for the most and I enjoy kind of the least. Certainly out of all the last ones that we've just read. Um, it is largely fine. This is a kind of comic book art that I don't care for as much. Um, Reminds me of Phil Noto. It absolutely does, and I was not going to say his name, but it 100% does look exactly like Phil Noto. I like Phil Noto, um, so it's, no, it's not a... I like Phil Noto as well, but the standard criticisms of Phil Noto, the cla- let's say the classic criticisms of Phil Noto, I think still stand. Um, I'm... This, is, this is, to me, a mixed bag. Not bad. I want it to be better than it is and maybe because of that i'm judging it harsher than it needs to maybe i just need to let it be fun it is it i i think it is providing and like they i think they've been very smartly have put different made these books differentiate from each other and this book is the 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 cosmic the space book um which is another you know they i think they hickman when he was thinking about these titles and what they would be, you know, you look at what has the X-Men done over the years? Where, 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 what are, what are the things they've done before? You know, space in the Shi'ar was a, a big thing fighting, uh, you know, uh, fighting against, uh, human forces, trying to kill them is a big thing. Magic is another different arena that, that we've seen. Uh, you know, we, there's the, there's the, the, the big team, defining book like which x-men is right now and i think this book is doing the space stuff pretty well um integrating this these this young cast making them likable and fun i like the shiar i like i like gladiator i we know i know how you feel about gladiator i like gladiator 100 percent of the time <laughs> there's i will like gladiator forever he's the best um I'm a buy on this book. I think I I like how it looks a lot. I like the the voices are really good. It is like a lot of it is a little bit flippant, a little bit more fun, but I think I'm cool with that considering the darkness present in some of the other X books at the time at the moment. So and hey, Deathbird's coming back, so it's probably going to turn dark and terrible soon. Uh I'm a buy. It's hard for me to say. I just feel kind of blah on it. So I think Let's. I'll, I'll just say. I'll just throw out the number two. Two on the mush meter. That's a double buy on New Mutants number two with mush meter of one. Uh, our next book is X Force number two, written by Benjamin Percy, art Joshua Casara, colors Dean White, letters Joe De- Joe Caramagna, design Tom Mueller. Um, CSI trying to figure out how Xavier got killed by those assassins, finding out they got C four teeth, which is a little bit. Oh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. They got wire ears, so they can garrote garrote people. Garrot people. Uh, is it? I think it's Garrett. Is it garrote? I I always said it in my head garrote, so I don't know if that's actually true. Um, we got a, a you got Quentin Quire and Logan fighting men with no skin. Looks like it's literally both. <laughs> Great. Garrett, Garrett, Garrett and Garrote. Um, 
The I, art, I, the art remains incredible. I really, really, really like it. Really strong. I we find out what happened to Domino. She got peeled. Very bad. Bad stuff happened to Domino. Is what happened. Um, I'm glad she's. She looks like she's alive. She's alive, even though that you know they could just bring her back to life. They. It's even worse, kinda. Like otherwise, she she could just wake up and not have to deal with any of this if they had just brought her. You know, they revived her mm-hmm. with an egg. Um, I don't. I, this is. I always like. Ever since they've introduced the Wetworks X Men team, I've always loved it. This is no exception. I'm a buy. It's good times. That God. That 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 page with Jean Grey and fucking ghosts in her eyes. Mm-hmm. That's just fucking beautiful but i i love this i love this quentin choir has stupid hair <laughs> i mean that's part of his charm oh yeah no i i, I recognize a heel when i see one mjf that's who quentin choir is i see the the comparison uh double by x-force number two last book of the a lot week of books. a lot of books uh is the amazing mary jane number two Written by Leah Williams, art Carlos Gomez, colors Carlos Lopez, letters Joe Caramagna. Kind of down on this one, Art. You know, not me. No? You like it? It's a weird mess. It's goofy. Um, But it's just a silly book about MJ just being cool and being a creative person in the Marvel Universe. It's just, it's, it's interesting that way you know to feel like so many books were sold like it's gotta be like the avengers but they're fighting kaijus or we're going into space or like any of these big concepts and this this makes me think of um superior foes of spider-man where it's it's not the big thing but it's like a nice story around characters that don't get enough time and I, I, I don't know like i just i just like it mj is very cute it's very fun and like I, I i don't know i don't like this as much as the first one but i still think it's solid and i think the goofiness goofiness of the, pre, uh, the premise um, I, I still really like it it just it just makes me happy to read it super mario is funding their movie yeah, you, you know that's Captain Lou Albano. That's uh, who that is. Yeah, same. Who's what is? I mean, I said Super Mario, didn't I? Yeah, I know. I so, mean, so did I. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think I figured out why I don't like this one as much. Please, please tell me. I I I think I was putting up with uh Mysterio in that first issue more because it was like, I was like really invested in the premise. I was like going to see what, what direction they were going. And then they had the big tease at the end of the sinister six. And then he just gets more insufferable in this one where he just yells all the time. And then they make it a character point where he's like, Oh, well you're just going to be a bad person from now on. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I I want less of him and more Mary Jane. I do want more Mary Jane for sure. And his haircut's still bad. It be about about her managing him a little bit more. I don't know. Um, he really is not as interesting. Like it almost is like a a pale version of um, Superior Spider Man style Doctor Octopus. 
Right. I was um, thinking I was thinking of actually superior foes of of Spider Man yeah. also with the you know the 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 lower level villain given sometimes shine some character it, mm-hmm. it just but those guys were quirky and fun and these this guy he, he is bland he needs a haircut that haircut is bad like a bad a, a, a haircut is no substitute for a personality you can learn that from yoshihashi poor yoshihashi don't feel don't don't cry for him he's already dead can I ask you a question, Eric? I don't know if you knew any of, if you know this. I I certainly don't. Uh huh. When did the lizard become yellow? What the fuck? I have to find this. It's in the last page. This is the end. Yeah, that's the lizard. I think so. Who else would it be? It's not someone's pet dinosaur. I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, six of them, counting the lizard. Mm, okay, that's one, two. I guess you're right. I I I don't he can't he can't be the lizard. I'm looking up Kurt Connors right now. Maybe it's his son. This character could be called this character could be Stegroom on the dinosaur man. <laughs> that was correct. I don't I don't think so. I I looked up the Savage Six. Mm-hmm. And this looks like them. Tarantula, Vulture, mm-hmm. Rhino, and that one guy, I guess, is King Cobra, and then Stegron, the Dinosaur Man. Okay. That's some, that's some shit. I am... I bow before the knowledge of the internet. Stegron, new to me. Me, me too. I don't know who the fucking... King Cobra? Yeah, King I don't know who the fuck King Cobra is. I know I've I know of I like I I under I've heard King Cobra before. I think I've seen him on a panel. I don't think so I've Bat Rock sleeper. He's not even a tarantula. Wow, I, I always loved the tarantula. Tarantula was great. Good good costume. It's got like little sharp shoes. Yep. Got whatever reason. Really long like tails on his mask. Mm-hmm. Always cool. Stegron, yeah. he's a dinosaur man. All right. Good to know. He's the dinosaur man. Okay. Uh, all the other dinosaur man, he's the, he's definitive. I, the dinosaur man. I really want Mysterio to be less insufferable. I think that's In general, really. I think he wants the characters to not be, you want to be able to suffer I just them. want to see Mary Jane be cool. Uh, yep. And just that. I she can be cool and cute and competent, and I'll like it. This will, it'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be, uh, Mary Jane's, um, legally blonde. I, I'm, I'm a slightly mushy by. I get that. I still like it. <laughs> Just straight up. Um, I'll go one. Oh, well, that's what I would also do. So, double by Amazing Mary Jane number two, Mushmere one. We can move on. That's like, that's it for books, for comic books, except for later when we talk that's more. That's it for books. <laughs> that's it till for you later. Till later, there's more. There's we do a bigger thing. That's it for floppies. We'll have more floppies next time. Uh, we can move to uh, move on to our next. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks, what we've uh, seen or played or done, whatever we want to talk about. Hey. What's going on, Eric? 
I saw you a couple days ago. Twice. You did. We we uh did stuff. Good. Turns out I still like you. Oh, that's good. Nothing's changed. <laughs> Since we checked out last, petted a, I petted a lot of dogs and cats. Had yeah. to wash the dog smell off my hands a whole bunch. Yep, I did that. I held a baby too. Did a lot of that. Yeah, and I, I haven't. I didn't get to do that this weekend. It was Thanksgiving. I, was mad about it. I ate turkey. Yeah, I did too. It was good. Turkey's good. Yeah. Mac and cheese, ham. You know, I I think we should have more more holidays about that are just about gluttony feasts in general hey you what's know? let's do it what's a good day for a feast eric let's start a feast uh just like all of them like let's pick a date that doesn't have another holiday and just make it ours we can just choose a feast you know you know the romans they used to like eat on beds let's bring that shit back well, just they have feasts in beds. I don't mean Romans also used to throw up and then eat more food. I don't want to. That, if is, I, that I don't, is not true. That's they didn't no vomitoriums. Is that all made up? Yeah, that's not what that word means. The the that's uh that is uh was it word vomit misconception? Was it word vomit? No, it it um it's like the part. It's like a big exit where people would come out of like a coliseum or something. That's what a vomitorium was. Ah, I see. They they did. It's just it's a common like urban legend thing. I have some good news for you, Eric. Tell me, tell me news. Chris Statlander is wrestling Hikaru Shida on the next Dynamite. Who? Chris Statlander, the alien. Oh, he's wrestling Hikaru Shida. One on one. I like that. I it's like Hikaru Shida. That's a good match. Um, she she seems she seems fine. Chris Statlander is very good. You should watch more of her matches. Um, I'm sure I'll. I'm sure I'll get to know her. I watched Dynamite. I'll, I'll know and know and love her. I released a book, Eric. A book is out now. Didn't Didn't you check in with it already? It was pre order last time. Now it's out. I mean, you you're you are welcome to talk about it. Hey, a book's as out, many guys. Times as you feel, you like should it's... go buy my go my if you if you're a fan of Frozen Terror, as it's called. Stories what? like The Thing and The Terror and many, many other stories set in the cold with terrifying paranoia and monsters. You should go buy my book called Underneath. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. If you have Kindle Limited, you could read it for free. Put half a penny per page in Robbie's pocket. Uh, a little under half, but yeah, slightly less than. Three, three tenths of a penny. It's like four point four three. I think it's the last number. I, I'm not, I don't keep track rounds kind almost rounds up to a half almost uh you should go buy my book it's very good actually it's the best book ever written you should go read it there you go what what other what other books have you 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 written i also written a book called truth and a book called conquest both are also the best books ever written Mm -hmm. you should go check them out so if like you were gonna rank them it's like number one a and then number one b them um, no they're all number one there's they don't even yeah that's that's what i'm saying they don't even have a, letters B and c no letters and, like yeah just one okay if they're tied for one the next book is number four whatever that is like war and peace or whatever you want to whatever want to do <laughs> <laughs> i got pokemon sword have we talked much about the pokemons not nah, we, you, we, we, you talked about it briefly i had not played yet uh, you Pokemon's, haven't got me a far fetched yet. I've I have not played ever at all since the plane ride to Florida, so it, that will have to wait. Uh, I will. I promise I will get you a sir fetched whenever I get yeah, enough. Yeah, well, you should you should let me evolve him. 
Okay, I won't do you anything. Give me the far fetch. I okay. think that's enough. Okay, enough of a chore. Sure. Um, it's a good game. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, it's a, it You're, is a good you game. You are one hundred percent accurate about that guy. That dude Lee is totally Tanahashi. Yes, and absolutely. It, and it makes is. the game like ten thousand percent better. Because <laughs> I am just like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I want to fight. Yes, I want to get good enough so that I can fight Tanahashi. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, they say Lee That's, a lot. I totally ignore that and just go, no, this is Donna. This it is would be great. It would be great if you could like change the names, like you could change the rival's name in uh, the original Pokemon. Yeah. His name was fucking Gary, and you could change it to Assface or whatever. I want. I wish, I wish I could change him to Tana. I would. It would just be that. But I. That's in my in my head canon. That's who he is. You're one hundred percent correct. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, it's still a lot of fun. I will be playing more. It's just a matter of. I currently don't have gas in my house, so that <laughs> needs that is a priority. <laughs> you have to, you have to burn comic books to live. I yeah, uh, so I need the uh, I need hot water before I Pokemon are low on the on the uh, was it uh Pokemon will keep you warm. Just you should have got the fire starter. I got the fire starter on what the ma- you, on is, the on the Maslow. What was, what was it? it you named your Zigzagoon? It made Dolph me laugh Sag- so Dolph, hard. Dolph Zagler. <laughs> That's so stupid. I love it. On Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Pokemon is pretty high, while hot water is relatively foundational. I guess that's true. Um, It's good. Eric, have you done anything besides eat turkey? <sighs> Not really. It's been a really slow uh, week. Just catching up with work. Um, I am putting new products for sale on my store envy. I saw is, uh, your prints. E letter E letter Z good night, easy good night dot store envy dot com. I saw your prints sticker. It's good. It was well received. I only sold one of them though. Um it would be nice to break even on the supply that I've bought, but it is what it is. Um I'm also doing a uh uh sort of semi annual it's uh, the Christmas pinup sale. Um, need to make enough money for studio rent. So fucking let me draw you. Give me all your money. This is a good pitch. Um, It'll be the best drawing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yep. You should do that. You should buy. You should buy Eric's print sticker. It's pretty fancy. I'm gonna get myself one. It's sparkly. I'm going to put it that... Is, it's holographic? I'm going to commission Eric to draw me as Prince on that motorcycle. I mean, I can't. I, 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 I That's what I see when my eyes are closed. <laughs> this is what it's like when doves cry. Uh, yeah. Relevant it, Simpsons reference. This is what it feels like when doves cry. Um, I don't know. There's. I Did I talk about Jojo Rabbit at all? What the hell is that? A movie. I don't remember. Okay, at all. I guess I didn't talk about it. I can talk about Jojo Rabbit. It's a movie. It's by Taika Waititi. It's his. It's his newest film, where he plays Hitler. Maybe you did talk about this. I thought I did, but I'm not positive. It was. It's fun. You should ever. It's funny. It's a good movie. You might have. You might have mentioned it because I, him playing Hitler in 2019, that that guy, can get away with fucking anything. It's not. I mean, technically, it's an imagine. It's not actually Hitler. It's a kid's imagined hitler but it's still you're still wearing a hitler costume you are still wearing a hitler costume yeah uh it's but it's it sam rockwell is still great 
Scarlett Johansson's Rockwell is very good. Scarlett Johansson's great in it. Uh, the little kid who plays the main character is very good in it. Um, Rebel Wilson's in it. She's very good. I don't know. Everyone's funny. funny. She is funny. Uh, everything's good. You should go see that movie. It's like a Taika Waititi's like Mel Brooks, but better. I believe we said we we, we said had that. this. Yeah, this we talk. we had this conversation yeah, over said. over Indiana Jones drinks mm-hmm. in Disney Springs. It wasn't someone. Who was watching Spaceballs? Yeah, I don't think you were a part of that. No, that was the kids at Thanksgiving were watching Spaceballs. We talked about that Sp- Spaceballs later on with Matt, I think, was talking about Spaceballs. And I said, I don't like Spaceballs. I don't think Spaceballs is that good. Eh, I, 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 think- I, I mean, I watched it on Thanksgiving and it, it really isn't that good. It's just a bunch of disconnected jokes. But that's really just kind of what, what Mel Brooks is. He just... Lindsay Ellis's essay on mel brooks is excellent i need to just watch that yeah you would like it but i mean Lindsay ellis her content is good I haven't, I haven't not watched all of her videos i probably should just watch them all um I, there, there are oh eric here i'm gonna ask you make- we can ask i'll ask you one final question before we start talking sure. about space tons i assume you saw the cyber truck the cyber truck the new tesla truck oh that thing it it has a name the cyber truck you know, that's fine. I could care less. What are what is your what is your what is your query? What do you think? No. <laughs> you what watched? did you think I was uh, going to say? What uh, is your opinion? I think it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, of course. They it's had really stupid. Simone. I don't know why it is that like people will think so much. Like people keep inventing the Homer over and over. <laughs> You know the Homer car? Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm well aware of the Homer. The Homer. I, I mean, I'm. I'm I would I'm, rather I'm, buy. I'm spelling it out for for the 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 radio audience. No, the the the, 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 the oh god! It's like, did you ever see the Chevy made a truck that had like a bubble dome on it, and it looked just like the Homer car? I'd rather buy the Homer car versus the Cybertruck thing. The Cybertruck thing is awful. Not, does not look good they have you do you follow simone gertz i know who that is but no she made a truckla she made her own she took a tesla model 3 and with her and a a couple other you know fabricators they welded a truck bed and they cut off the back of the the sedan or whatever put a truck bed in there and put on racks on it it looks ten thousand times better than that god awful cyber truck. I think I'm thinking of the of the wrong person. Simone Gertz is a uh, she. She's initially was known for making bad robots. And oh, then that's who it she, is. And then she was known for having and surviving brain cancer. Yeah, and now now most her most now the truckla video is her most watched YouTube video ever. So that's a that's a much cooler person than I was. I was. Okay, yeah, I know. I was confusing her with Allie Gertz. Different people. Yeah, those are that's a different person. Um, but that's how the fuck did she do that? That this 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 scans. You should watch the truckla video. It's very good. Um, but this I don't know. It's just the cyber truck. I was thinking it. My thoughts kept coming back to it. How awful! It's terrible. Um, you ready to talk about space on Zerg? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. Okay, good to know. We can move on. We will move on even to our final segment. It's time for Nerbo Book Club. Nerbo Book Club is a part show. Eric and I will talk about a longer collected work, discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book this week. We are discussing 
Invisible Kingdom, Volume 1, by J. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward. Um, I don't know how to, like, elevator pitch this. I think that's the problem that it has, is that it is elevator pitchless. I think that's what people are doing with creator-owned stuff now, is I don't want to have to pitch someone. I just want to write my my little fussy uh self-important story and then don't don't think that i look on this unfavorably like i do enjoy it but i think that it's almost like not marketable by design it there's no harry potter like quick summary you can't say that this is like game of thrones plus star wars and people get it it's I'm trying I'm really like I'm trying to think of a way to like blender pitch it and I can't Um, I I, I, like the space pirate stuff is relatively easy it's Firefly you know the space mm -hmm. that that's Firefly but the nun space captain excuse me space captain sorry pirate by the end um yep outlaw space outlaw Mm -hmm. um outlaw for sure outlaw it it, there's some saga I guess there's some saga in here with the space moving across space with different weird races and yeah. political stuff. Yeah. There's some of that. That's apt. Sound of music? The s- There's a nun. There's an Austrian. There's a sad cat. He uh, he is he singing Edelweiss? Can I can I guess? Is it Harvey? It is Harvey. How'd you know? Um always Harvey. Eventually he'll shut up. I yeah. I there's I I will say I like this book. I do too. I I remember really not liking the first issue, um, and it feels different. I I'm wondering if I kind of want to go back and look at that first issue. Maybe they added a page or two of content. I think there's it's, stuff it's, that it's, I don't recall. It's the same as I remember. It's more that I I think, but it, I'm not without critique with this. I I like it. I don't love it. Yeah. Uh, Christian Ward's art is fucking amazing, incredible, and I think that carries a lot of weight. Yeah, because um, it, it, how gorgeous it is. You know, this is you know Black Bolt certainly had a lot of moments of kind of letting like kind of letting him off the leash sort of things. This is I think even further where it just lets him a lot of in a lot some of these like alien the landscapes and or in like the space battles and stuff like that is really incredible looking the the scope of these giant ships next to each other and stuff like that the colors my god so good um man likes color it's and it's not that the writing is bad at all even um i would it's just too fast that's my main complaint is why is all this happening so quickly I was really like after that first issue. I'm thinking like after, like that's my thought way back when we read that first issue was okay. Well, yeah. we'll get an arc of her in the nunnery in this you know, and we'll get a little bit of like an idea of what this, this religion is about, a little bit more of its dogma. We'll get a little bit more time of her. Like, there's not even like an establishing like period. It's like she's there immediately. She becomes the bookkeeper immediately she finds something wrong immediately she runs away 
the 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 timeline does not really make a lot of sense. I I, I can agree with you there. I and I it's and it's just it's just like all of us like there's no build. There's no like all, the only time we get with these characters where things are not just immediately going wrong is like the first issue, and even then there's a lot. I'm like I. Like the first issue, I think it sells like, oh, we get these two groups of characters. They're kind of moving along the it, similar paths and kind of they're juxtaposing the two groups. And I thought that would continue for a while. But instead, it's just immediately like issue three. Oh, they're together. And now things are happening. I'm like, oh, oh. I mean, that's not, I guess, bad necessarily. But I I wanted kind of more world building. I I wanted yeah. I wanted to see more about why this mega corporate what this mega corporation how it actually is like would they talk about it like obliquely about oh I'm so excited to get my box and like what what does that mean uh and like how like they tell us that oh yeah this giant corporation it is the center of everyone's lives except we don't see it at all we never we are never shown even in the vignette, what that means. We just kind of get characters talking about it vaguely. Um, what is the dogma of this religion? We, we, the book is called Invisible Kingdom and she is a nun. And we see her, you know, she's we have, she's a, she's a nun, a nun. Uh huh. Which I don't mind that. I like the, that's a fun, that's a fun, uh, homo, homonym. Um, but I don't know anything about it aside from that. It's, in the, called the Invisible Kingdom, and you have to obey the m- matron of this nunnery, which is in this giant spaceship. I feel like this was in a big rush to bring these two together and hand them the plot ticket. Yeah. When I feel like there could have been multiple arcs leading up to this point that would have been just as interesting. Yeah, and I... And it, I don't know if it's not if it's just my expectation is the thing. It's not like this is a bad thing, a bad way to go. You know, I it's, think it, it it does. You know, you do to accelerate it and jump into the thick of crazy space battles and shit blowing up. Like, sure, that's fine. That's a way you can go. It's a thing you can do. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But I I kind of I don't know. I don't really want that i don't don't know like i i I agree with you that it's just it's too eager to start at the end of this well fucking do start at the end of it yeah i i I think i i don't know if if there's and it's the it's a weird catch-22 because so often we complain about nothing happening and books just spinning their wheels and stuff i've thought of my other multiple book single issues of books that we read this week and yet, in this book, I'm like, well, it's going too fast. I want to slow down. I feel like, well, it's kind of like in a science fiction slash sociopolitical book. I kind of want it to be slow. Like, it's, you know, when I read a Neil Stevenson book, it I know it's going to be slow and long and dig into things. But I kind of want that world building. And I kind of want to see what that is. Um, I That being said... I I like what this is. I like the world a lot. I I I've grown to like uh the, our main two characters. I don't the I think we still need a little foundation work on the supporting cast other than the kid 
and the corporate lady or formerly corporate lady lover now i don't know if we they're if they're officially in a relationship or not but those are good but then the rest of the cast is just kind of like you know there's the angry engineer guy and the you know vague tropey you know mass effect crew basically <laughs> to a certain extent um i just i was the, the the kind of the idea that this religion is so important to this character considering she traveled across the solar system and then we see almost none of it yeah i think that's the thing that uh, that's the thing that's i i i'm in and it's not like we don't have more time to explore those things in flashbacks or as she is bouncing off against other people and i think that like like that's really it, the story it's becoming you know it's becoming very much like she is still religious but now she has realized that this religion is not perfect or incorruptible it is just as fallible as everything else people have made and she, now it's about trying to maintain that faith in the face of that corruption and that's really that's a good story that's a good thing to explore uh, i think something g willow wilson is well equipped to write about you know, and I think it's just, I don't know, maybe if I was in a different mood, this would, you know, this in a mood for more of space adventure versus science fiction, because this is it's this is definitely more Star Wars than Star Trek. Yeah. And I don't, that's not necessarily bad, but, you know, it it is I, I think I was expecting Star Trek. I was expecting a little bit more introspection. Um, and I think it's uh, certainly by the the way with the cast and the characters the, the all all i think the comparison to firefly is so apt it, it feels a pretty direct homage to that and less star wars but i i kind of feel like if it was firefly starts after all this yeah it's at the end does character work and does little episode ep, episodic stories and vignettes and things like that and tells us about the world and the characters where I don't know this, this starts at a weird point. It is a pretty fascinating thing to see like the story about the captain and, and the story about this person walking blindfolded and all this stuff. But I think like we're kind of not, and yeah, we could have skipped all of this and had it filled in and it would have been 10 times as interesting. It would have been way more mysterious versus this, which is just, I don't know, rushed, hurried. Yeah. And I think that's, but that's my criticism. And it's, I don't think it, I don't think it, it doesn't certainly like negate what the rest of what the, the book does well with the, the, with what it is doing. Um, I think it after I you know sat with the book a little bit you know after I finished it the first volume it's very much like okay it's 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 more of a firefly type it's going to be more of adventure it's going to be more like that and that's not bad it's just I feel like I was very much in the mood for a slower book uh and and I think that you know I, the other thought I had was is G. Willow Wilson just so used to writing superheroes? Mm. And that kind of 
I don't know. It feels like if you're writing a superhero book, you are expected to keep it to a certain pace and have so much action per issue and, and you know, so on and so forth. And I'm and I, 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 I had the thought, I'm like, this feel it's paced like Miss Marvel, you know, it, it's paced like, hey, some, you know, some characters, some talking and then, oh, action happens and then we have a fight and then back to some character stuff and then a, then action again, a chase scene. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And Miss Marvel, I never once—I don't think ever—complained about the pacing in Miss Marvel. And I think I don't think the pacing Miss Marvel is that much different from this. Certainly, they're different genres, but it still feels like it's very like quick-moving action uh, with character stuff thrown in. And then you, as you, you know, you you have lulls as you get to you have characters talk to each other and kind of set up you know relationships and stuff like that. Then it, you get another space battle, and I feel like if I wonder if that is conscious or not. I'm certainly some of it is, but I wonder if all of it is. If it's just like you know, you after you write a certain kind of story for so long, and how often you write a comic, and you're like, oh well, this is what you write. This is how you write a comic book that comes out a week, you know, a, 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 once a month. You this is. You have this this much action. You have this this much stakes. This is what you end an issue with. Here's a cliffhanger, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if that's true. It just certainly sprung into my mind when I was thinking about my criticism. Because I, I I don't think anything else I've read by her, written by her, is the pacing has ever felt strange. No, it's always been spot on, very good. And I I this is still one of the weaker things. Right. I I mean I still like it. I will still read I'm gonna still read volume two. I'm gonna still yeah. follow the story. Um Christian Ward's art is still so so spectacular and I, I think we talked about it when we talked about Black Bolt and that it with how kind of I don't know, crazy it can get, his his art how how expressive it can be and wild it can get at times, the storytelling never really suffers from it. Uh, which is a, a huge strength. Um, all the the all the different aliens and characters all are distinct. The design is really strong. I never, you know, I don't get confused about who's this alien versus who's this alien versus this alien. I'm, you know, the 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 choice of how they're dressed, how they look, it always keeps them uh, separate from it's, each it's other. It's all pretty divided by color, right? But I still think it's. I think it could be clearer. But I mean, it still I, it still works. I think some of it is also a product of just the miscellaneous crew members. Mm-hmm. Like there's three of them, and I'm just they just haven't been differentiated much other than hey, it's the guy with an arm, metal arm guy. Like yeah. I can't name him. He's fine. Buff Ragwell. Yeah, kid. He look. He's that's that's Alien Steven Universe. Oh, is it? Yeah, I didn't know that. It's got a fro, just like Steven Universe. <laughs> is that... I guess technically Steven Universe is half alien. I haven't watched. I still haven't watched Steven Universe. Gay rocks from space. That's what it's about. Okay, I will watch it. You know, before I die, probably. <laughs> I point. really wonder what your thoughts are because I think it's excellent. I think it, at a certain point it was probably the best thing on television. I mean, it's not a bad thing that I want to know more about your world. That I'm 
hey, tell me more. I want to know more about this giant cor- space corp. I want to know more about this weird religion and how they're connected to each other. How does this corruption work? How does how does this world work? And like they they you know. But I think that we could have we could have gotten all this information and this a little bit more elegantly. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Brian K. Vaughn gave us this much character and sort of momentum in one double-sized issue of Saga, the first issue. Mm -hmm. It was a lot more clear. We were way more invested in all the characters. Like, there's a lot of good, but it's just it's frustrating because uh, Wilson is one of my favorite people working in comics. And this is I mean, it should be a big, a big explosion. And it's a little it's it, it fizzles. I mean, I think it's just I mean, give it time. Let it yeah. let it build. I mean, think about the first trade of Sandman. What was that? Oh, it's just bad. Yeah. And this is better than that. I mean, you have to be making a pretty bad book <laughs> to be worse than the first trade of the Sandman. And that's, that's God, that's, that's so hard to say that, but it really is kind of bad. And the first issue of Saga is maybe the best single issue, the best first issue of a comic book. Maybe the best one I can think of. It's up there. It's in that it's, it makes such an impact with what it does. Um, I don't know. I'm still very invested in this book. I still like it a lot. I would certainly recommend it for people who like Firefly, who like space opera, who like space western, that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And I kind of like it that it's so hard to define other than that kind of very broad genre appeal. You know, we start off the discussion saying it's how do we elevator pitch this? And it's kind of, I guess, a space nun and space captain fight giant mega corporation and a weird space religion that's not a great elevator pitch no, um but did say I, space three times i did say you should not re- be reusing words in elevator pitches it no re- you don't want to be redundant um but i kind of like it that it's so hard to describe effectively um i don't know christian words are it's amazing as well and that's kind of these, I, I think our expectations are very high when we see both these names on the comic book. Yeah. When we, you know, Christian Ward is one of the best artists working today. Jewel Wilson has literally crafted the best superhero comic, the superhero comic character in the past 40 years, 50 maybe. So anything they make forever is going to have high expectations, basically. Uh, I I think I'm just I I think I was a little it's a little bit of that a little of that uh, that the high expectations falling a little bit and you're like oh it's not it's not yeah. the thing I want and then you kind of and then I I always go through a very much like oh it's still good it's still okay calm down it's just a little slimy it's just a little slimy it's still good um I I, I like it a lot still and I'm invested in the, in the the thrust of this story and interested to see where it goes i'll be reading volume two when it comes out in six months or whatever in the year year 2020 in the future yeah in the future when we all have perfect vision what's the over under and how many times you make that joke next year i mean i'm already making it okay fair enough uh is there anything else you want to add eric i don't know i can't think of anything else 
I think it's a solid book. I think you have to come to terms with it. I think it's a it's a little bit a little bit of a, 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 a what's the word I'm like uneven start. Yeah, a little bit of an uneven start, but not necessarily not bad by any measure. Um, that is Invisible Kingdom, Volume One by Jubal Wilson and Christian Ward. Our next book in two weeks' time, we'll be discussing Berserk, Volumes One through Three by Kentar Mura. Uh, classic manga. We haven't read manga in a while, so Eric and I are going to be going to. I know this. I know this book is incredibly gory. That's all I know. Um, what we're reading, not so much. Okay, not as bad as it later on. It it is it is a little violent, but it uh, it goes ape shit uh, eventually. <laughs> as, as it it continues. gets it gets it starts out bleak. Gets like it's got a lot of very good character. Um, I won't go too much into it because I was about to start talking about adult manga versus kids manga. Uh, but it's it's I'm I'm interested to talk about it with you and interested to read it again. We'll it's talk, something. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. We'll talk about it next time. Hope you guys can you guys can read along with us if you'd like. I'll do it for us today. We have the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Links to everything there: our Facebook, our Twitter, our our RSS feed. If uh, if you like the show, please give it a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Give us five stars. Subscribe. Tell your friends. All those things help us find new listeners. We really appreciate you spreading the word. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. You can find the links there to purchase all my novels, including underneath my newest story about frozen terror in a research station in Antarctica. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, you can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com um, and you can see many of the things I get up to at ericzgoodnight.com that includes uh, many of my services like Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Twitch, where I'm known on each service as Easy Goodnight. And with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Well...